Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew 14, verses 1 to 12, and then through J.C. Rao's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 1 to 12. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead, and that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry. Because of his many oaths and his guests, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison, And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. We have in this passage a page out of God's book of martyrs, the history of the death of John the Baptist. The wickedness of King Herod, the bold reproof which John gave him, the consequent imprisonment of the faithful reprover and the disgraceful circumstances of his death are all written for our learning. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Psalm 116 verse 15. The story of John the Baptist's death is told more fully by Mark than by Matthew. For the present, it seems sufficient to draw two general lessons from Matthew's narrative and to fasten our attention exclusively upon them. Let us learn, in the first place, from these verses, the great power of conscience. King Herod hears of the fame of Jesus and says to his servants, This is John the Baptist, he is risen from the dead. He remembered his own wicked dealings with that holy man, and his heart failed within him. His heart told him that he had despised his godly counsel and committed a foul and abominable murder. And his heart told him, that though he had killed John, there would yet be a reckoning day. He and John the Baptist would yet meet again. Well, says Bishop Hall, a wicked man needs no other tormentor, especially for sins of blood, than his own heart. There is a conscience in all men by nature. Let this never be forgotten. Fallen, lost, desperately wicked as we all are born into the world, God has taken care to leave himself a witness in our bosoms. It is a poor, blind guide without the Holy Spirit. It can save no one. It leads no one to Christ. It may be seared and trampled underfoot, but there is such a thing as conscience in every man, accusing or excusing him, and scripture and experience alike declare it. Romans chapter 2 verse 15. Conscience can make even kings miserable. 
when they have willfully rejected its advice. It can fill the princes of this world with fear and trembling, as it did Felix when Paul preached. They find it easier to imprison and behead the preacher than to bind his sermon and silence the voice of his reproof in their own hearts. God's witnesses may be put out of the way, but their testimony often lives and works on, long after they are dead. God's prophets live not forever, but their words often survive them. 2 Timothy 2 verse 9 and Zechariah 1 verse 5. Let the thoughtless and ungodly remember this, and not sin against their consciences. Let them know that their sins will surely find them out. They may laugh and jest and mock at religion for a little time. They may cry, Who is afraid? What is the mighty harm in of our ways? They may depend upon it. They are sowing misery for themselves and will reap a bitter crop sooner or later. Their wickedness will overtake them one day. They will find, like Herod, that it is an evil and bitter thing to sin against God. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 19. Let ministers and teachers remember that there is a conscience in men and work on boldly. Instruction is not always thrown away because it seems to bear no fruit at the time it is given. Teaching is not always in vain, though we fancy that it is unheeded, wasted, and forgotten. There is a conscience in the hearers of sermons. There is a conscience in the children at our schools. Many a sermon and lesson will yet rise again when he who preached or taught it is lying, like John the Baptist in the grave. Thousands know that we are right, and like Herod, dare not confess it. Let us learn, in the second place, that God's children must not look for the reward in this world. If ever there was a case of godliness unrewarded in this life, it was that of John the Baptist. Think for a moment what a man he was during his short career, and then think to what an end he came. Behold him! that was a prophet of the highest and greater than any born of woman, imprisoned like a malefactor. Behold him cut off by a violent death before the age of thirty-four, the burning light quenched, the faithful preacher murdered for doing his duty, and this to gratify the hatred of an adulterous woman and at the command of a capricious tyrant. Truly, there was an event here, if there ever was one in the world, which might make an ignorant man say, What profit is it to serve God? But these are the sort of things which show us that there will one day be a judgment. The God of the spirits of all flesh shall at last set up an inquiry and reward everyone according to his works. The blood of John the Baptist and James the Apostle and Stephen, the blood of Polycarp and Huss and Ridley and Latimer, shall yet be required. It is all written in God's book. The earth shall disclose her blood and no more cover her slain. Isaiah 26 verse 21. The world shall yet know that there is a God who judges the earth. If you see the oppression of the poor and violent taking away the justice and the righteous in a district, don't marvel at the matter, for one official is eyed by a higher one, and there are officials over them. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 8. Let all true Christians remember 
that their best things are yet to come. Let us count it no strange thing if we have sufferings in this present time. It is a season of probation. We are yet at school. We are learning patience, gentleness, and meekness, which we could hardly learn if we had our good things now. But there is an eternal holiday yet to begin. For this, let us wait quietly. It will make amends for all. Our light affliction, which is for the moment, works for us more and more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 That is the end of Rao's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His glory.